All right, Adam. Yes, sir. I don't know if you guys can see this in frame. This is the, uh, what is it, the Turkey Turkey Alien video. And um, so what's interesting about this video is that the, as I understand it, it was debunked as a baby owl mm. or some kind of an owl, right? Yeah. Maybe a full-grown owl. I found that interesting because look at these twigs and sticks right here, right? Mm-hmm. Those have got to be like this big. I mean, at least this big. You know, I mean, here's a blade of grass, which is in the the background relative to these things, right? It, these things are like at least as thick of, as a blade of grass, right? But they're probably at least two or three times as big as that blade of grass um, to be to be twigs. And maybe maybe broken, dried up roots, right? Um, uh, I think they're just kind of like the fragments of you know, branches or trees, yeah, right? Right, right, exactly, right? So take one of these, and assuming it's as big as my finger, right? Mm-hmm. How many of these can you stack along the head of this creature in here, right? Um, one, two, I mean, just, just eyeballing it. Yeah. Six, seven, eight, you know what I mean? That is right? The, the, you're saying it's... Proportionally bigger than what a baby owl's head should be. Right. I, I believe, and this is in the foreground relative to this head, keep that in mind. I believe that this is, I mean, this is like at least that big mm-hmm. is the head. And, I mean, depending on how big this branch is, it could be double, triple that. You know what I mean? Um, and so, and then you look at other things that appear to be at the same level here. This eyeball, you've got these... You've got these leaves here, which are probably as big as these two fingers, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That are the same size as that eyeball, right? A baby owl's eyeball is going to be like this big, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, the socket will be bigger, but the actual eyeball. And then um, and then there's other things here too, which is like... Uh, so again, here's the sticks, here's the head. Uh, this right here is not a beak because it's... See the nostrils here, right? This is above this high point, this this glossy high point here, right? Mm-hmm. Is a it's above or parallel with the nostrils, like it is on us, right? Beaks are not noses. Mm-hmm. Beaks are mouths, right? So the beak on a bird is situated below the nostrils, right? The nostrils yeah. are above the beak, right? Mm-hmm. And so the fact that the highest glossiest point on this creature is Slightly above or in line with the nostrils tells me that this is a nose and not a beak. Mm-hmm. Now, you could potentially have a beak down here, but there's a pretty big gap there, right? Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like the part of an uh, upper, upper lip. Yeah, of upper lip. Exactly. And look at the, again, look at the size of that, of that big black eye. And then another thing here, I mean, obviously it's all glossy. There's no fur on this thing. Um, and... Uh, there's another good shot of the nostrils, right? Mm-hmm. And it kind of looks like it has its mouth uh, semi-agape. And you can see a, a cheekbone here, right? Um, very pronounced cheekbone. This thing, I'm sorry, based off the reference material here in the photo, and the 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 space or the depth geometry, right, of mm-hmm. the face. There's no way. And heck, this is an owl. And if you look on the forums where people are like talking about this video, they keep saying over and over and over, it's an owl, it's an owl, it's an owl, mm-hmm. right? It's not an owl. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sorry. 
it's it's not an owl, which means that the people who are doing that, I believe, may be gaslighting, right? Repeating the same thing. Oh, we talked. We did an episode on this on this show about mind control. Mm-hmm. Repeating the same thing over and over and over, so that the, the population just uh, accepts that. So if you keep repeating it, people are going to parrot it, and then it's going to come back to just oh, this the, was what it was. We have to we have to realize that the brain the brain guys does not has not evolved to see reality for what it is. Mm-hmm. The brain is a pattern recognition system. It's a prediction engine. It looks for patterns and tries to predict the future based off of the pattern. Mm-hmm. It's a guessing machine. It allows us to search very high dimensional problems, right? Mm-hmm. Efficiently because it allows us to guess. So the problem with that is that the brain, the way the brain works is it sees reality as the thing that it sees most often, mm-hmm. most consistent. Whatever's the most consistent is real. The most consistent thing is real. So if I look at a, a feed describing this video, and the most consistent description of it is a bird, right? Oh, and by the way, I've never actually seen an alien before, mm-hmm. right? So I don't th- even know if they even exist, right? And most people tell me they don't, right? Yeah. Then I'm going to believe it's a bird. A, because everyone's saying it's a bird, right? Yeah. And B, because I don't believe in aliens, right? I don't believe in aliens because I've never seen them. But here's the problem. Every time I see one, if every time I see an alien, I tell myself it's not an alien because I've never seen one before. Yeah, it's not recorded. Then, well, the well, point I'm trying to make is that if I if I delete every memory, right, or yeah. invalidate every if I invalidate every time that I see the alien by saying I've never seen one before, then I will have never seen one before, and every new sighting will be invalidated, right? Yeah. I get what you're what you're saying is that you're being conditioned to say I've never seen an alien exactly. because I don't have because every other proof that you give me is false. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Every time I've seen it, it's false. So this must be false. But then that adds to the list of things that are false, even though potentially, t- you know, taken yeah. in a vacuum, it may have been true or true. Yeah, we don't or, know. Or, or yeah. So taking in the fact that you've never seen an alien, we don't have a documented, you know per se, a full, like, autonomy, whatever, book, you know, or photo or anything. You you haven't met one. Right. Now, let's say, would you call an alien a cryptid to us? So, actually, I mean, I hear cryptid thrown around a lot in relation to, like, Bigfoot, aliens, Loch Ness. I don't know exactly what the term cryptid means other than it kind of encompasses all those things. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess what do you, when you ask if aliens are cryptids... Uh, I don't fully have my mind around the exact definition of cryptid. So what do you mean by that? Okay, so to uh, to them, maybe we're the cryptids. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. But maybe. what do you think? Because the cryptid is just something that is unknown, but there are a good amount of information. You know, people are like, this is what this looks like. This is a Bigfoot. But then there's all of these definitions of what Bigfoot actually is. Chupacabra. The, the Chupacabra. Right. <laughs> chupacabra was... El dog. <laughs> either the dog with mange. Uh. And then they explained it also away as a uh, aggressive farmer killing another farmer's feed to get back at him. You know, livestock. Yeah. And then just stabbing it. Oh, wait. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Peru. Bad stuff happened in Peru. Did you see any of that? No. What happened in Peru? Well, they were like running around with flashlights. The whole village 
terrified of these things that were attacking them in Peru. Okay. I hadn't seen this. Sliding around, floating around, right? Glowing, silvery beings from Peru. Attacked this girl, right? Supposedly attacked this other guy a couple months earlier. Mm-hmm. In a really weird way, right? I'm not going to go into details because it's very graphic, right? But it's not a bueno situation, yeah. okay? So, the new narrative for what happened down there mm-hmm. is that illegal gold miners dressed up in Green Goblin bulletproof armor head to toe mm-hmm. and hopped on jetpack hoverboards <laughs> and chased the villagers around. Do you understand? That's some Scooby-Doo that stuff. That, that is the narrative they want you to believe. Yeah. Instead of it being aliens, they would rather have you believe that illicit shadow gold miners who apparently want to draw plenty of attention to themselves mm-hmm. and their illegal operation, by the way. Like, if you're running an illegal operation, it seems to me the last thing you want to do is draw attention. And I think that flying around in... Green Goblin armor suits with a jetpack draws a little bit of attention <laughs> to yourself. One, <laughs> where, where are they getting these advanced jetpacks? Right. Right? Well, apparently they bought them from France, right? Because the picture they show in the narrative is of a French person flying their French jetpack, right? Is it the jetpacks where they have to hold the two things on either side and fly around like Iron Man? Um, I think it's the ones they ride on. They've got... Well, I don't know, because I think France has a couple of them. But France has those ones you can skate around on. I can't remember. Oh. It might have been one in the back. You, you can see the picture, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. So, apparently they got a hold of them from France. <laughs> you know, a lot of the narrative sounds like it does come from that time frame of uh, cartoons from, like, the Scooby-Doo era. Mm-hmm. So, you think of the Scooby-Doo era, the Johnny Quest era, the arch nemesis who always goes with the most elaborate, cartoonish plan. Like, I'm going to uh, build my hideout in a volcano, you know? Yeah. And have a giant laser come out the top, you know? And I have all these jetpacks that are beyond normal technology that is available, right? Exactly. But I'm keeping it for myself. And I'm just going to scare these villagers. Yeah, I'm just going to run. I'm going to scare these villagers. Well, so supposedly there's precedent for them scaring the villagers. Fine. Well, yeah, well, what's the end goal, right? Yeah. Well, the, the end goal is supposedly to keep them off their, their mining operation. But but the, the thing is, the villagers are shooting at them. You know what I mean? Like, if you're an illegal miner and you're trying to scare the villagers, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like jet pla- jetpacks and body armor, you're like you're, and they're shooting at you. You know what I mean? Yeah. With like assault rifles or whatever. Like you're probably, it just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? I think maybe we should get into the business of going to like the Spirit Halloween store, and then talking to France and getting some jetpacks. Yeah. You know, getting that business. Yeah, that's a good. It's lucrative. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and then and then all the while, you know, mining gold, you know, I don't know. Well, it's um, like, no, we're selling it to the miners, you know, so we make the profit that way. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah we are, we're just like the miners apparently are, you they, know, they're in, in need it's of in jetpacks <laughs> and ghost costumes. <laughs> anyway, it's just so absurd. What's interesting is it's a lot like, you know, it makes me think of the, the Roswell cover up mm-hmm. because the, the 1947 Roswell cover up, the, the, the Air Force. Mm-hmm. 
the Air Force. The Air Force. Released a report on what they thought happened. I don't know if I talked to you about this at all. I, I know a, a little bit about it because at first they're like, oh, we recovered debris, you know, and they had him. I forget the guy's name that was holding up the debris and everything. Yeah. And then they quickly changed it afterwards saying, no, 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 it was a weather balloon. All random test cases, right? Yeah. So so they come out with this really contrived. So what was interesting about this is it's like, they, okay, they came out with the story. First, it was a flying saucer. Mm-hmm. And then within like 24 hours, they retracted that and they said it was a weather balloon. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Uh, and that held for a long enough time. Obviously, a lot of people are asking questions. A lot of reports are coming out. Now, they could have just ignored those and it probably would have gone away. But then they come out with a report. Mm-hmm. And the report says, tries to explain. So over that over that time, um, you know, 20, 30 years or whatever, um, I guess the report came out in the 90s. I'm not sure. Maybe it was the 80s. It was like the late 90s-ish, like 98, yeah. 99. Yeah. So the report comes out then. So between what? So it's like 50 years, right? So in the, in the 50 years, a lot of stuff has come out, leaked out. Um and importantly, there has been hints that there were bodies recovered, right? Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the Air Force could have just written that off. It's been 50 years. They could have just said, no, there weren't bodies. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But instead, they tried to explain the bodies. You know what I mean? And that, I think, again, just gives it away. Like, you didn't have to explain the bodies. You could have just not brought them up. People mm-hmm. would have, people, People's minds are already predisposed to not believe in aliens. Like, you can just not explain that part. You know what I mean? But they tried to explain it. And so that's like, why did you feel that you needed to explain it? Unless you knew that there were bodies and you wanted to get in front of that, right? Mm-hmm. So they explained it by saying they put aircraft dummies on the balloons, right? Okay, here's the thing. If you're putting a crash dummy on a balloon to test the impacts of falling from the balloon on the crash dummy, right? Mm-hmm. Then the purpose of the balloon is not weather gathering. It is to elevate your crash dummies and drop them, right? So you're going to lift them up high enough to where you want them to be and you're going to drop them, right? You're probably going to do it in daylight because you want to see where they drop. You want this, you don't want to have to go find them on a farm somewhere. <laughs> you're not going to lift this balloon up with dummies tied to it in the middle of the night during a lightning <laughs> storm and hope that they fall. <laughs> So that you can get your data and hope that they fall somewhere where you can find them easily, right? Yeah. And that's the story that they came up with, that we had a weather balloon that we launched in the middle of the night during a lightning storm. And we attached it to a a hexagonal disc because we do that. Mm -hmm. And we also attached half a dozen crash dummies to the disc just in case the weather balloon crashed so that we could get data off of the balloons, off of the dummies that yeah. we were fortunate, you know, that we we thought we had the foresight to think ahead. If we launch this weather balloon at night in a lightning storm, it may crash. What if we put some air dummies on that or some traffic dummies on that? Right? We better test that too. We're going to test that. Yeah. I mean, kill two birds with one stone, right? <laughs> well, we got a budget. Yeah. <laughs> we'll spend $50 million on a hammer, but yeah. this we got to keep very, very tight. Mm-hmm. Very we're, close. Yeah, we got to optimize it. So, what we do is we just we string traffic dummies to weather balloons all the time mm-hmm. so that if one falls, we can get the data from the dummies. That's valuable data. Two birds. <laughs> Imagine the Army Corps explaining this to his yeah. boss. Like, this is a great idea. I got yeah. an idea. You know. Um, 
But the whole thing with the Roswell thing, you know, they, they kept changing everything. And it's like, okay, we know you guys are just feeding us. But then again, like you said, aliens weren't really fed that much. I mean, there was like stories and whatnot, right? But there wasn't like the main thing of like, here's a UFO, right? Here's uh, found footage of stuff, right? Now, there are videos of the Army doing weather balloon testing during day, but UFOs show up during then, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sure. We know that's the balloon, but what is that? <laughs> yeah, but what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. So you get, you get that. Yeah, well, and supposedly, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, well, I'll leave it at that. Exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah. But I, I, I see that right there. Yeah, this is something else. You know what I mean? That that doesn't shouldn't be there. Right. And it's going back and forth. It's an owl. It's an owl. That's that's the moon. <laughs> moon. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> that's Venus. <laughs> you see here. Yeah. But you, it's <clears throat> mixed with swamp gas. Right. <laughs> I mean, they covered that in MIB, yeah. but it's just so you know. I mean, I get why you're getting frustrated with them because you're like, your stories are not adding up, but that's what they want, you know. The thing is, the human brain is so conditioned to not believe in aliens that it doesn't matter. They can make up whatever the fuck they want. Mm -hmm. They can say swamp gas, and it works because yeah. people are more likely to believe that it's an owl that got caught in a cloud of swamp gas, right? Than mm -hmm. <laughs> that... Um, than that it's aliens. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. just a baby owl that took some growth pills and got caught in a cloud of swamp gas on a night when <laughs> Venus was out. <laughs> it's a horribly, you know, mangled, uh, like the chupacabra, you know. Yeah. It's a dog with mange that runs around and kills the thing. And, you know, in some of the cases, it was just a dog. Right. Uh, but then you got like the ones... Well, see, here's the problem, right? Yeah. Is that you get... Everything is so muddy. You know what I mean? But... Yeah. Some of that, as I understand it, is intentional. You have people like Richard Doty. Mm -hmm. We talked about him. I know a little bit more about him. Not much. That muddy the water. But they're, supposedly their job, I mean, he states that's what his job was. Mm -hmm. Although I don't think that it, I, I don't know why. You have to ask why was Doty disseminating false information about UFOs, right? Was it to muddy the water to make it so that we can't see the what is it there's too much noise for we can't discern the signal from the noise mm -hmm. right um, we can't see the aliens because of all of the junk that's around them right it's buried in plain sight right or is it to scare off the Russians and you know the Chinese and whoever because if they think that maybe we have alien craft maybe they're a little bit more hesitant to attack you know who is he targeting with that misinformation I think it's both really because it's both muddying the water yeah again we attach the dummies to the <laughs> air balloon and we spread misinformation right at the same time but see that's the problem is it's so muddy you get so much shit so many people there was these uh, what is it Darn it. There's these people who make, like, they made the video, like, the fake Boston Dynamics robot video where he, like, attacks people. Oh, yeah, people. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that where they, the, the Boston takes the gun yeah. away and he's like, yeah. Down. <laughs> well, hilarious. And, and props to them for that. But they also made a fake UFO video, which to me, like, pisses me off, right? As someone who believes that this phenomenon is real, mm -hmm. it pisses me off because it's a laugh to them. But the problem is they're making it very difficult, right, to actually get the truth out. 
You know what I mean? Because they're adding to the problem, right? They're adding to like... Okay. Yeah. So the guy whose job it was to muddy the water, right? Yeah. Now, people take up on that and people want to make a goof out of it because you can make a joke out of pretty much anything, right? Yeah. But again, the person who really, really wants to, you know, is researching it and trying to get through it, they're just kind of brushed away also because... You know, their research is just part of this. Nobody wants to admit that they're like fully on board this, right? Because they see it as being part of the shame. So yeah, we yeah. talk we talk about mind control a lot on Splay, right? And one one of the aspects of mind control that's super significant is shame. Mm-hmm. Shame is huge for mind control. If I can make you feel shame, I can control you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, we saw it with coronavirus. Whether or not you support how that was handled or not, right? Shame was used, right? Yeah. There were advertisements in Utah that I would see in YouTube, right? That had kids, teenagers, right? One of them would be wearing a mask and the other one would not be wearing a mask, right? And then the one that was wearing a mask would like do some sort of a karate move, and they would kind of air punch or air kick the person not wearing the mask. And then, you know, the, this, the, the camera would cut. And then it would flash back in and the person not wearing a mask would be like knocked out. So it, they're actually implying violence, right? Like it's an, it's a, it's an, there's an undertone of the need to control the person not wearing the mask, right? Mm-hmm. You can see that's what they're getting at. There, there's, whoever made that video has frustration, angst against the person not wearing the mask and they're trying to control them. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the the messaging is that it's okay to be hostile towards these anti-maskers, right? And that they should be ashamed, right? Um, and then uh, you know, the, just just shame campaigns all over the place. You know what I mean? Um, that's that's the first one that comes to mind, right? But I mean, throughout throughout that entire entire pandemic, if you spoke up about you know hesitation on the vaccine because it was new i'm not saying you're an anti-vaxxer but you were hesitant right Mm -hmm. until what you should be for anything that's new right you should be hesitant that's a logical way to think but you were shamed for it you were an anti-vaxxer and you were suddenly you're like mixed in with flat earthers and like you know i mean basically you were the same you know i mean yeah i mean they there is a bunch of things where they're just like, well, if you believe in, you, if you're not believing in this, then you're just kind of looped into that group of people. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so you you were um, you were basically shunned, shamed. You're a bad person, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Well, I think everyone <laughs> right now in our, in today's time, everyone just thinks everyone's a bad person. You yeah, know? it's true. It's true. So it doesn't really matter. But the fact of the matter is, though, is that it it controlled people. Scientists who contested. Various things were ashamed to speak out. They were ridiculed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the same thing happens here in the UFO community where there is shaming that goes on if you want to possibly even... Pro- like, they've done such a good job of making it a joke with aliens about aliens mm-hmm. that in making fun of, like, crazy, you know... Hicks out in the, you know what I mean, in the middle of nowhere, like believing in aliens. Like they've put such a stereotype around it that you can't, like you can't say that you believe in aliens without taking on that persona. And you have to be bold enough to do that. Yeah, well, I mean, you can take on the persona because, I mean, even then you got to admit that 
Our universe is just way too big for anything, you know. Yeah, and most people accept that aliens are probably somewhere in the universe, right? Mm-hmm. Or a lot of, I think the majority of people uh, believe that aliens exist somewhere else in the universe. Yeah. Why is it so hard to believe that they may not be neighbors? So they might be 50 light years away. You know what I mean? They might or, be 100 you know, light years away. Still coming by, you know. Yeah. That or they, they're observing us. Literally and we just next door. <laughs> yeah. That, see, that's the thing. It's like, we, you can, I feel like you can still believe that. You know, I'm not going to really shame or judge you at all. You know, mm-hmm. that totally plausible right and then there are people that are like uh, really really into it you know like tinfoil hat middle of the desert you know I'm going to go raid Area 51 you know and then they get over the hill and they find out it's just they're living next to like a Conoco gas station and that's what the lights they were seeing or something it's like I'm going to go over this hill and it's going to be Area 51 and then they get over there it's a Chevron. <laughs> That's what I've been saying. Chevron. <laughs> then, I they, always knew Chevron was alien. <laughs> get shot. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, there there are different degrees of actually doing it. There's scientific research, you know, showing evidence and saying, hey, I don't know exactly what this is, right? But then there's also blindness to evidence, right? Yeah, there are. Because credible, under oath, eyewitness testimony... Uh, is evidence. Mm-hmm. And you got people like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, right? Who's like continuing to fight against this. You know, you look at the Fravor video. This was corroborated. He's like, maybe maybe their sensors were malfunctioning. This is corroborated by multiple sensors and four eyewitnesses, credible eyewitnesses, mm-hmm. trained eyewitnesses, right? And it's subtle. I think that's why people are like, well, it doesn't prove anything. Well, it does. It is subtle. Like, we will change our complete understanding of the universe because one freaking muon of mass is is slightly different than we expect right like you know i mean that subtle of a difference in a very very sensitive sensor right Mm -hmm. and we will completely change the laws rewrite the laws of physics right but four credible witnesses and and you know several corroborating you know reliable sensors right detect an object moving at speeds that we cannot move at Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> and we reject it, you know? Well, there, there's people that, you know, like, again, the cover-up saying, oh, that we can just explain this away with certain, you know, facts. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of hand-wave it away and that goes away. Um, you ever seen that movie Moonfall? No, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. I kind of wanted to see it. Is it worth seeing? It's a, it's a really dumb, stupid movie, but okay. the premise is funny. All right. Well, funny, but interesting. Okay. So, everyone gets an alert that the moon is out of its orbit. Now, what if you got that alert on your phone? You know, yeah, like the you, moon is out of what? its orbit, and you're like, okay, that's, nice. that's interesting, you know, thank yeah. you. And then you get another alert. The moon is out of its orbit and coming closer to Earth. Okay, what do you want me to do with this, right? What can I do with that information? Then it comes up... Get below ground. <laughs> well, not even below the ground is going to save you at that point because if the moon... How much of the crust would come off if the moon fell? Okay, if the moon got into our gravitational pull, the moon would... The, the surface of the moon would start to you know collapse and a bunch of debris would come down. Would now, it not come down as one solid thing? No, no, no. It, you know, so imagine billions and billions of like little meteorites every five seconds. Okay. Just crashing down as it comes down. So... As it's swirling around, that debris is just raining down. 
Okay. So for every inch or for every thousand miles it comes down, that's like dropping another couple like those. Uh, I forget what they call them. Those big heavy bombs. Not a, not a nuke, but a non-nuclear device mm-hmm. dropping down on the earth every five seconds. <laughs> Nice. So the complete face of the earth would be obliterated. Right. And then when the actual uh, physical amount of the moon hits the earth, it'll just kind of dig its way in and around. So the the oceans are gone. You know, continents are no longer here. You're just having two large masses collapse into each other. <laughs> Would it stop but not be fully merged? So you'd have like two, ball, two <laughs> balls. <laughs> so you just weld two balls together. Yeah. And it's just like, there you go. No, no. It just gets stuck. So because of the gravitational pull, they collapse into one another and just kind of fold. So we would. I feel like you'd have two balls. <laughs> you, just, you, you want to go with the just two yeah, like, spheres. Like two scoops of ice cream. Right? <laughs> but in the, in the movie. Apparently, the moon was made by ancient humans as an AI, and it wants to destroy us. Well, there's a lot of theories that the moon is hollow. There's hollow Earth theories, too. Right? Oh, yeah, There's yeah. theories that, like... That's where The Hobbit takes place. In, in, in Middle Earth? Yeah, because he thought, we're on the outside, Middle Earth, and that's where all the Lord of the Rings happens. Craziness. Right? Well, but yeah, I, so, so, yeah, it's just interesting. So, going back to Roswell for a second, mm-hmm. the big thing that I wanted to say there is just they explained away things they didn't need to explain away, which to me is almost like giving themselves away. Because you know. it, it's the same thing goes to like, I mean, it just goes to a simpler point of. If there's nothing there, then you don't need to explain it. So why do you keep explaining it? To, again, muddy the water, you know, right? Yeah, but they're trying to explain it away here, you know? So, like... But even explaining away, you still muddy the water, right? I mean, think about it. Okay, you ate lunch yesterday, right? Yeah, but why are you trying to muddy the water, is my point. Like, why... What are you trying to hide that you're doing anything? Why are you spending any money doing anything if it's completely fabricated? Just... You know, they don't, if the truth really is so far out of someone's reach and you don't want them to know that and you try to do everything you can, even making up outrageous stuff, right? But even if the truth wouldn't even hurt them, you know, as long as you're thinking that it's going to hurt people, it's going to come against your power or how you do things, if it interrupts your status quo, that's more dangerous than the having it, I guess. Yeah. My point is, um, why though? Again, <laughs> the power grab, right? For what though? Like, what are you spending money on? Like, in other words, like, if I, if, if we said this, if we, if we, if someone came out and like, the Navy is hiding talking dolphins. They've got talking dolphins. Mm-hmm. I know it. The Navy wouldn't even bother to put out a report. You don't think? Mm-mm. No, that's my point. Because why? Why spend the money to do that? Because yeah. it's just ridiculous. Well, even then, again, like that so, is. the fact that they are the fact that they are actively fighting it 
is what gets me. Why fight the information if the information is absurd? Mm-hmm. I okay. Maybe they were just new to being this whole CIA secretive. <laughs> it's the new. Yeah, they weren't used to it yet. They they didn't realize they didn't have to fight. But they, 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 again, still same point. Like they, they would, you intuitively know that you don't have to defend something that's absurd, right? Yeah. Like if you come up and you're like, I know you were on the moon yesterday, right? I'm not even going to even bother trying to explain myself, yeah. right? Unless I was on the moon. Then I feel like I have to explain that I wasn't on the moon, right? Uh, I just keep going over in my head about the secret keeping business here in the United States. Because even Stalin knew about the bomb even before we used it. Yeah, I mean, the, everyone was trying to develop. We were, it's, not like we, it's not like we got there way ahead of everyone else. Like, the whole world was on the path for this. Well, I mean, yeah, everyone was developing it, but, you know, I think they tried to threaten Stalin, saying, hey, we got this new weapon, you know, and he's like, oh, yes, I knew all about that. Thank you. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Right. So, even in the secret-keeping business, leaks, you know, stuff will happen. Yeah, but... Even the higher ups are just like, yeah, we know leaks have happened. Yeah, that's the the point is that there's leaks that you can believe and there's leaks that you can't. Mm -hmm. People can't believe aliens. I could if I had an alien, <laughs> I could drag him in here right now, put him on this podcast, show him to you, and neither you <laughs> nor the audience would believe that it was real. Even if it was, I, I could bring him in here, mm -hmm. show him to everyone, right? And show him to you. And tomorrow you'd be like, man, I don't know how you pulled that off. <laughs> I'd be like, you that. wouldn't believe it, right? And that's the problem. That's why this secret. Never are, you, are you assuming my beliefs? <laughs> <laughs> that's why this secret never leaks because it does leak. Mm. But the brain doesn't let the information in. The brain rejects it. Because it doesn't think it's possible. I mean, I... So people are always like, why Why doesn't this leak? How do they keep a secret? Dude, mm -hmm. they, it leaks all the time. People refuse to see it. You know what I mean? It's easy to keep a secret when everyone that would potentially observe the secret turns their head and looks the other way. You know what I mean? There is that mentality, man. We were always at war with East Asia, right? It's doublespeak, mm -hmm. right? Right? Yeah. It's the same thing. It's an owl. <laughs> it's an owl, Adam. Silly. I see those comments through there. You know, mm -hmm. come on, nerds. It's an owl, right? Everybody, like making fun, shame again, shame and repetition. Repetition. Yeah. You guys are nerds. It's an owl. Please stop. It's an owl, right? Right? Yeah. Shame and reput repetition. But if you take five minutes and look at the freaking picture, it's not an owl, right? Now, it may be a hoax, but it's not an owl. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? so how do you feel because I know you I believe in aliens too and everything but how do you feel about the paranormal you know ghosts I think those are extent like they're the same thing that aliens and I think that they're aliens okay because you know I have my things in paranormal ghosts and everything mm -hmm. like that that I've experienced and I you know if I again if I brought in like a full bodied 
Spectre, let's say I, I found the soul of George Washington, you know. Yeah. You know I, he's been dead. Yeah. This is him. People would reject it, right? Yeah. Now, realistically, I say you would reject it. Maybe you wouldn't. But most people, I could bring it right here in front of you, right? Mm-hmm. In front of them, right? And they would reject it, right? You bring that in front of me a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. I would say, dude, how are you doing this? Right? Yeah, yeah. You bring that in front of me now, I'm going to say alien. <laughs> You're going to say something else. Well, I'll say alien. He's an alien. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because I like in that movie, Paul, because when they first see him, the first thing they do is faint. Yeah. And he's like, I, I've, I've tried to train myself to, you know, first contact. They even thought about it. You know, you know what I wish, dude, is I wish the aliens were nicer. Really? Like, I wish, I wish that they were like social beings. They don't appear to be social beings. From what, everything I'm reading, everything I'm looking at, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't seem like they're not Paul. Like no. You're, you're not going to be able to smoke and drink with them. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to be able to sit down and have some coffee and a cigarette. You know what I mean? Or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're just... You think they're more like the high elves, right? They they have... They're no, very... I wish they were like the high elves. <laughs> very I, business. I, I think they're more like Independence Day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uncaring. Yeah, just... No emotion. Psychopathic. Yeah. Well, because we have our own beliefs and things that we've built upon, you know, our morality and stuff, they have none of that. Yeah. So it's like, you're just another organism. Yeah. They're not necessarily out to get us, but they have no regard for us either. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's no way we can relate to them because they're not social beings. They're not emotional beings. Yeah. They don't understand love. (laughs) And that bothers me. Would it be very shocking if you see, uh, you know, UFO footage, right? Flying around, and all of a sudden, just from that that tiny spaceship, the mariachi music comes on, just blaring out. Dude, I would fucking love that. I'd be like, holy crap! Dude, I'd be like so relieved. I'd be like, thank God, yes, okay, they're fucking awesome. We we can do something. Oh God. <laughs> No, I would love it if they would blast some mariachi music. I'd yeah. be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> the, the three string yeah. guitars. <laughs> Got some chrome spinners like on the, on the side of the spaceship. Holy crap. We, we know what we, we can do with them now. Yeah. Like, they, like we can work with that. We can find a middle ground there. You know what yeah. I mean? But um, if, uh, if they're fucking, if they aren't social beings at all, if they don't under, if they have, Evolved away from social and emotional interactions, right? Mm-hmm. Then that's problematic for us. I got a scenario also. Alien, you know, they, we the aliens that we know now, they're not social and everything. They're just, yeah. you know, dead inside. But at least the greys. Uh, the, yeah. But let's say another alien civilization comes to visit and just kind of like shoes them away. It's just like, oh, you don't need to worry about them. Yeah. They're just... They they don't really communicate. This other one is like more our civilization, right? They communicate. They share their culture. They come along with their, you know, different... Dude, I would fucking love that. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping there's others like us out there. But they come along and they just shoo the other ones away. They're like, don't don't mind them. They just fly around and do that. Yeah. They're, they're the weird ones. Yeah. Everybody... <laughs> We don't know what they do. They're like know? the quiet kids in class. So don't don't worry about I them. I hope so. But unfortunately, those don't seem to be the ones that are here. At least not in mass. Not right? yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> supposedly, I was reaching. So there's this UAP Max Twitter guy. Mm-hmm. 
and he's got this site with really low budget like the ads that make me question the site because he's 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 taking in ad revenue from that the dirty bottom of the barrel ad companies you know what I mean yeah I get it maybe it's because he can't sign up with Google ads yet I don't know you know what I mean because <laughs> sometimes Google ads like is choosy about like who they let advertise you know what I mean so sometimes it's hard to get in with the upper you know ad networks hmm. so it's fine he has some interesting compelling content though right I don't know if it's true but it's interesting mm-hmm. and um what, where was I going with this I had a story. I had a story about him or but he her. Went. I don't know if it's him or her. Anyway. Uh, uh, frack. It's totally gone. Yeah. You were saying Independence Day. You know, the guy who makes those movies, he also made like The Day After Tomorrow. He just loves destroying the Earth, you know. Doesn't matter what. Could be nature, aliens, as long as the earth gets destroyed, he's yeah, happy. Yeah, I hate political agenda movies. I freaking hate them. You know what I mean? The thing about Independence Day is at least it's somewhat subtle. I mean, obviously, he had, he throws a fit about recycling at the beginning, right? Yeah. Um, And then he throws a fit about the nukes, but I can get him being upset about the nukes, right? Um, But that's pretty much it, right? Like, for the most part, that's about it for, like, the, like, social justice warrior... You know, in mm-hmm. the, mo- uh, in the <laughs> movie, you know what I mean. But the, the the thing about his movies also is that he takes the guy who seems like the most conspiracy, you know, nut, and then makes everything he says true. Yeah, right. I guess Independence Day two sucked. Yeah, yeah, it did. Want to know why? Because it didn't have Will Smith. Picture China. Wilson. China. <laughs> yeah. You can always tell when China funds a movie because. They have to help us mm-hmm. in some way, like The Martian. You know what I mean? Like, there is a version. I so there's the Avengers and there's the Doctor, right? Mm-hmm. In I, oh, it's one of the Avengers movies, right? And there's Doctor, doctor. Strange. No, no, just a different, just a Doctor. Okay, well, that's the thing. Is in supposedly the American. Oh, I know what you're film, talking about. Yeah, yeah. She's she has a very small role, but in the Chinese version of the film, she's like super instrumental, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, supposedly I I believe they actually own. I could be wrong. I believe that they own a, a fair amount of... You know, I'm not going to say that. They they do own a lot of media, either media distribution or media in general. Like mm-hmm. they, they have weight in the media industry. Yeah. And whenever they're involved in a film, you can tell. You know what I mean? Well, you want a good example of that? Transformers 4. Oh, God. Transformers oh. anything, man. Like... No, no, I mean, Transformers 4 is blatantly, because the first half of the movie, they're doing this MacGuffin thing in, like, the mm. middle of the U.S., and then all of a sudden they have to fly to China. Yeah, okay. Because I they're... I haven't seen any of that. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. They have to go to China, and yeah. the Chinese have to help somehow. I don't know. Just watch, like, uh, one of the <laughs> review guys, like, Pointless Hub. You know, he does a really good review gotcha. on it. He's just like, for some reason, we have to go from middle, you know, middle America to China for one MacGuffin and they don't explain why that MacGuffin is free but apparently again like there's two versions the American and the Chinese and the Chinese version they have this whole thing about like a Chinese actress who has to save one of the main characters right yep here's the thing I got nothing against the Chinese people you mm-hmm. know what I mean but I don't like their government meddling in our media yeah. you know what I mean 
And so it's happening a lot. Like, you yeah. know, it's problematic because they have a government type that I don't agree with. That no. I don't support. So it's problematic that they're pushing narratives in our media. You yeah. Know what I mean, I think that it should be disallowed. I don't think that foreign entities should be able to own media companies, right? In any capacity. Hmm. Or energy, power, communication, right? Anything that allows social influence, they should be disallowed from owning, right? Yeah. I'm not sure what that leaves. <laughs> but the wooden stick yeah, they can own the wooden sticks <laughs> you can right. own the stick manufacturer some of the wooden sticks yeah <laughs> I don't know um I think it's incredibly stupid how much we let China buy because they have the money for it you know yeah we just let them buy it because we're we're the capitalists you know it's like hey you got money we're good with that you know yeah <laughs> I also read that animals are attacking us in number now. Animal Kingdom is rising up again. Yeah. A lady got attacked by both oh. a snake and a hawk. I don't like to, I don't want to hear it. You know? I, I hope she's okay. She's she not. is. Okay. okay. Yeah. Orcas are biting the yachts. Nice. That, that's fine. <laughs> it's like, I don't really care. Ah. <laughs> They're just like taking the rudder ah. off the yacht. Yeah. And swimming away with it. And they're like, we can't steer now. <laughs> it probably like smacked the whale and they didn't notice. You know, yeah. And it's in the whale was like, the fuck? So I'm just going to go ahead and take ah. your rudder. <laughs> they blame the whale. You know what I want to see more of is a magneto hydrodynamics, magneto hydrodynamics. Mm -hmm. Dude, I didn't know this shit was real. Magnetic. Oh. Left, uh, left tech. Book. Supposedly. Supposedly, mm -hmm. this book is by the guy in Florida, the castle guy. Did you hear about him in the 1928, 1920s? He, is this the one guy who built like a whole mm -hmm. little castle thing yeah. in Florida? Yeah, I remember him. Big, big megalithic coral stones yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, Same so, guy. He thinks it's anti-gravity. I don't know that I necessarily disagree, but some people say it's an MHD that he's built. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I don't actually care. I actually suspect, I have a theory, mm -hmm. that anti-inertia anti or, or, or inertia dampening uh, may be a side effect of a powerful MHD. Theory. Mm -hmm. Theory. Theory. There's a Canadian guy who built a full, he called it the poltergeist machine. Okay. So he, he has video that he lifts... You know, like nails, bottles, and stuff off a table using different magnetic waves that he built around in his little shack. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he has the bottles and things just levitating. You, you look it up sometime. It's interesting. There's another guy that I heard about, uh, the Hutchison effect. It sounds like the Hutchison effect because he has a video camera, right? And he's yeah. like lifting. But in that case, there appears to be strings in some of the videos. Yeah, yeah. And you can see the stuff lifting, like. He has like a piece of aluminum foil and it lifts up, but it clearly lifts up by like one corner. You know what I mean? Like it it's obvious. Might, it might be the same guy that we're talking about. Because if it was lifting up from, from any kind of anti-gravity, the whole thing would like float up. But yeah. it lifts up from one corner and then goes up. You know what I mean? Which is kind of a dead giveaway. I'll have to look him up again, but yeah. To be clear though, I do think that anti-gravity and anti-inertia, same thing, mm -hmm. is possible if you can I mean Pais Salvatore Pais is on threat of execution TOE threat of every theory of everything 
theory of everything. I always confuse it with threat of execution. Threat of execution. <laughs> uh, because in software engineering, you have a toe. Uh, which you put into your app, con- app, you know, processing context, so that you can track the thread of execution. Oh. But his blog is named, or his podcast is called Toe, but it's Theory of Everything. Right? Oh, I get you. Um, but he's uh, kind of a dick. But he brings on his guest, and um, it's Salvatore Pais, who's not a dick. He's badass, mm. and he's uh, he's talking about anti-gravity you know what I mean and what he talks about is if you can pump enough inertia that's not what he said <laughs> that's not what he said <laughs> energy if you can put a, a, a high enough concentration of energy density and motion I think he said you can just vibrate it or spin it or both mm-hmm. in an area that it actually creates a hole in space what I think is happening is that the electromagnetic field has the ability to perturb the zero point field or whatever, right? This gravitational field mm-hmm. and um, create a negative, a relatively negative, because zero point is not actually zero energy. So you're creating a negative energy density in there, right? And that is um, then, you know, basically allowing you to, yeah, you're either creating a negative or I guess, I don't know, or a high, you're, you're, you're mucking with the geometry, the, de- mm-hmm. the de- density geometry of that area, right? And so, uh, as a result, um, this field uh, doesn't want to interact with whatever's in that area, right? Or it wants to interact with whatever's in that area more strongly, but it wants to interact with stuff adjacent to that area less strongly, right? That's my theory. Mm. So the idea is that you take like something that's shielded from this energy mm-hmm. and then adjacent to that you put like an MHD or something that's pumping a ton of energy and plasma through it, right? And you you get you car you basically draw this the zero point field into that area and away from the object adjacent to that, right? And so mm-hmm. the object adjacent to that falls into this hole in space time like he describes, right? Mm-hmm. And then it can move without inertial back pressure or mm-hmm. whatever, right? That is just going against everything of gravity and just being moved by, you know, move yeah. it wherever you want. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, to be clear, it doesn't like, it's not propulsion, right? No, no. It's just anti-inertial. Yeah. The issue with that, obviously, is I think if you can turn gravity off, and here's the thing is, your, your movie, basically the idea is that wherever you have this MHC, you should have an increased inertial force through that area and then a decreased inertial force in the area around it. That's my theory, right? Mm-hmm. You're creating a, 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 ne- a, a relatively negative space, a hole, right? Um, a, pre- a low pressure area in this zero point field, which is then causing the zero point field to flow preferentially through that area mm-hmm. and then away from, divert away from this adjacent area so you're relieving the weight in the adjacent area you're increasing the weight in the in the inside the interior of the MHT mm-hmm. right uh, but I think that's opposite of how Pais describes it I think Pais describes it as you you pump enough energy through this area and it just basically rips a hole in space time and you get sucked into it right hmm. um, <laughs> so my theory is that if you run an MHT at high enough power that the occupants of the craft adjacent to that will experience reduced inertia. That's mm. the theory. We could probably test it. Yeah. 
Where was I going with this? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> gravity. Yeah. The thing is, if I can basically shut off gravity for this the area adjacent, because here's the idea. If I've shut off, if, if I've increased inertia inside the center of this device, or wherever the engine is, maybe it's on the outside, right? Mm-hmm. Wherever the engine is, if I've increased inertia there, and I've reduced it somewhere else, I have not increased the weight of that area by the same amount that I've decreased the weight elsewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Because I've increased the weight of the area inside the MHT by the amount of mass that was already in there. Or sorry, by, by the additional flow that I'm pumping through the mass that was already in there. So it's relative to the amount of flow that I've diverted away and not to the amount of mass that I've diverted the flow away from. So in theory, I may multiply the center of this area's weight by 100, and I may reduce the weight of all the surrounding area by 100. Mm-hmm. But I may have a lot more mass in that surrounding area. And as a result, I have a net weight reduction, right? And then you fly up to outer space, and then you turn the drive off, and you drop it, right? And then in theory, you have like a perpetual motion. But what I'm guessing is the amount of energy that you would need to use to carve out this hole, right, mm-hmm. is going to negate that. Right, so you're not getting a free lunch, you're not getting perpetual motion, but you are getting sort of linear acceleration. Linear acceleration costs or log or logarithmic acceleration cost instead of exponential, right? Mm-hmm. And so, as a result, you can reach the speed of light or approx or, or approach it in a, in a you know feasible way, um, and you don't experience inertia. Right, that's the theory. Right? No. Like you don't, you don't like squish. Your lungs don't squish. You mm-hmm. know what I mean, when you accelerate. Again, you have to have the energy that you're putting into that, though, to start with, right? Yeah. But we don't know exactly what that amount of energy. It was apparently a lot. He yeah, said it was a lot of energy. Again, that's a lot of energy. But you know, if an exact number there was, let's say the output of a nuclear plant for three years. Yeah, I don't know. He had. I want to say he he like 10, 10 to the uh, ten to the eighteenth electron volts or ten to the eighteenth joules. He gave up a bunch of numbers. It was like ten to the thirty three electron volts, ten to the eighteenth joules. I, I, you know, ten Again, to the twenty fifth. Like you know, you know, I don't know what those numbers mean, but it was a lot of energy. It is because that's like per, taking yeah, you know, all at once too. Mm-hmm. But and then having a device that can. You know, inject yeah. that into that reality or right. into that yeah, area. Yeah, so it's not like you can really test it. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and here's the thing is I think it might be one of those emergent things where it's like at low, at low, like you, you can't, if you build 90% of an engine, you've got nothing. Mm-hmm. Like you have to build the whole engine for it to work. You know what I mean? Like a neural network. If you have a neural network with only two layers, right, and maybe only a dozen neurons, you can kind of, if you really understand what you're looking for already, if you already know what you're looking for, you can see that there is a, uh, there is a classification, a level of classification going on, right? Mm-hmm. There is dimensionality reduction and approximation already, but it's so limited that you don't necessarily understand what it's fully capable of. You don't understand that that same thing, if you just make that bigger yeah, um, and arrange it in a few, you know, make a few like, you know, groupings and arrangements uh, that you can actually create a, a mind that is conscious and sentient, right? Yeah. You don't understand that this appro- this miniature, simple approximation device that can only do very, very limited amounts of approximation can, with nothing other than just increasing the complexity, just increasing the number of neurons and the depth, right? Mm-hmm. And possibly 
partitioning off inputs to different sections, right? Um, is a is a template for consciousness. So I think it's the same thing with anti-gravity. Like fundamentally, you are just pumping e energy through a channel mm-hmm. and diverting it away from surrounding area, right? Fundamentally, that's all you're doing. But you don't see the the really exotic properties emerge until you do it at like an incredibly high power level, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'll tell you, in, uh, there's this game, the Warhammer game. Mm-hmm. The orcs in this game, they don't have science or technology. In order for them to make giant spacecrafts to travel light years through the air, they just believe that it does. So they they just cobble together wherever they can. They're like, oh, yeah. This paint can is now a hyperdrive. And, you know, in the game, they say that the space marines take apart one of their uh, flagships. It's just junk. And yet it flew through space. That's awesome. (laughs) And they're like, how do you do this? You know, they capture dorks and they're like, show us what you do. And the orc just grabs like different parts of things, puts them together. And then he flies off and he's like, look, I can fly the spaceship now. And they're like, how? How? (laughs) You know? That's and they, they awesome. even try to teach him. They're like, this is math. This is how it should do. Yeah. This is how our stuff works. And he just stares at him like, okay. And then he goes over and does it, you know. It, just his mind over matter kind of thing, you know. But that's part of the Warhammer. Um, that's cool. Also, in Venture Brothers. It's funny. I don't like books like that, though. You yeah. know what I mean, I, mean I, I would love that in a game, and it'd be hilarious. It is, it is part of a game, but yeah. But like like as a small little comic or a game, it's perfect. But like a book, I, I don't like when magic systems are that loose. I yeah, like yeah. when they're anchored to some some like they've two things though. Mm-hmm. When you're writing a book and you're writing a magic system, <laughs> explain it. Yes, <laughs> I I want <clears throat> I want the magic system to have rules, but I don't want you to tell me what they are. Mm-hmm. I want you to know what they are. Because that will that will have influence on how you write the story, and I'll be able to over time be able to sort of start to see right patterns hmm. emerging. Emerging, they sort of will inform me as to the underlying rules, but it remains mysterious. What I don't like with how Brandon Sanderson writes books, sorry, Brandon Sanderson, <clears throat> with Mistborn at least, maybe he's gotten better at this, hmm. is that he lays out the magic system for you from the begin from the beginning. So I like that the system had rules. Mm-hmm. What I don't like is that he told you all of them. Yeah, and up front. The, yeah, the first chapter or two of his book reads like a, a freaking science paper. You know what I mean? It's just super heavy. Well, know? I mean, look at uh, Tolkien because he wrote out all this, you know, lore, right? But he had it in separate books. But he told you the story of Lord of the Rings as it is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he's like, if you want to know more, here's these it's, other it's, things. That's what. So all good writers do that, and all good writers should do that. So all good writers should write more than they're going to to give you, right? Yeah. Like if you're telling a story that's this that's this long, you need to write this much stuff. Mm-hmm. But don't put all of this in the book, George Lucas. Yeah, <laughs> George Lucas. <laughs> okay, right. Do all the world building, George Lucas. Mm-hmm. Right, that you want to do. Right? Tell us about all the politics. Don't, sorry, don't tell us. Write down all the politics about why things are happening. Then waddle it up, throw it away, and tell us just this one story. Well, so you thinking, I mean, because George Lucas, the original trilogy, right? Yeah. The New Hope and everything. Yeah. 
I mean, he just told the story of Luke. Supposedly. Yeah, supposedly. I've heard of a documentary called like Saved in Saved in the Editing or Saved on the Cutting Board or something like that, where A New Hope had tons of exposition, tons of junk detail in there, right? Yeah. And that the editors took it out. You know what I mean? I don't I haven't seen the documentary and I can't attest to the veracity of it, but I would not be surprised if the reason that a new hope worked is because it was before George Lucas was huge. Yeah. And the editors were willing to tell him to fuck off and fix his footage. You know what I mean? It I mean he went through a couple different eras because there's a, a rumored lost version of the first Star Wars. Okay. okay. That it was evident he didn't like how it was edited. That he thought it was just the worst thing. And the only thing that it really uh, gave more of was just, like you said, exposition for like Jabba the Hutt and Han and stuff like that. Yeah. But he hated that. So he buried that. And he's only showing it to like four or five small audiences. Okay. And it's all in black and white, too. Yeah. So, again, there's things he likes and things he doesn't like about editing. Again, like you said, you don't have the information on him. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, Venture Brothers. They accidentally invented anti-gravity uh, tech by making a small, like, iPod thing. So if you turn the music up, it makes it float. <laughs> so the higher the music goes, the higher it goes. That's awesome. <laughs> Probably possible. Here's the thing. And we know that acoustic levitation works. Guys, dude. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ancient stone temples. They're really hard to build. A lot of people have said that they can prove. There's this one guy who has a ranch. He's got, like, concrete blocks, and he uses wood and pulleys to, like, move them around. Mm -hmm. Like, bro, that's not how they did it, okay? They didn't do 5 million tons that way, okay? And even if they did, even if the Egyptians built the pyramids that way, I can buy, maybe, that one civilization was so audacious and so disrespect, you know, like just didn't care about human well-being and wanted these massive stone structures that don't help them in any way mm-hmm. that we can, you know, that we can determine anyway. Again, per the culture, you know, because yeah. things change. Anyway, go ahead. So I can buy that they spent millions of, you know, I don't know, probably tens of thousands of lives mm-hmm. and energy and 100, 200 years, right, uh, you know, building beyond their own lifetime for something that's not going to help them uh, the hard way with wood, rope, and pulleys, right, Mm -hmm. to build these things once in one culture. Maybe. I mean, that's still ridiculously a stretch, right? Why did the Incas do it? Why did the Mayans do it? The Aztecs, right? (laughs) Tradition. Right. Tradition. (laughs) I can buy that one culture was that stupid. It's hard for me to believe that every culture... And the thing is, it's not just stupid. It's really hard working stupid you know what I mean like you're doing a lot of hard work mm-hmm. that's not gonna pay off humans do not do this naturally naturally they wouldn't have built these pyramids with unless they were easy to build again e- humans can be tricked very easily and cultures you know can mm-hmm. be built upon lies and you know again muddling the water thousands of thousands of years ago they had an Egyptian man who was his purpose was to bring disinformation saying, we have to build these. We have to keep building these. Wait, what? You know, it's, it, his job was to tell everyone. Whose job? Whoever, you know, some guy. Oh, the, we're saying hypothetically. Yeah, okay. hypothetically. Okay. You know, he's just like, hey, we got to keep building these pyramids. 
we got to keep, you know, we got to throw these. Well, and maybe they enslaved people and built them. And that's yeah. like, I, I, okay, like it, it, it works as an explanation once. I'll buy that one culture wanted these massive stone pyramids so badly, even though they were going to not be finished until after their lifetime. I would buy that maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> one culture was stupid enough to enslave a population to build giant stone structures for no reason. Maybe. Uh, it's really hard for me to believe that that then happens as a pattern. Oh, it <laughs> throughout does. Throughout history. I mean, think about it. When there's one good idea, there's going to be another. <laughs> it just, no. no. No, I mean, look at us. Look, look what happened not even 100 years ago. You know, slavery, right? Yeah, but they didn't make the slaves build pyramids. No, we had cotton fields and we had... Yeah, we need cotton. We don't need pyramids. <laughs> I don't, I'm Again. not arguing slavery. I'm arguing using slaves to build dumb shit. Again, tradition. Yeah. <laughs> it's all traditional. And not just dumb shit. Dumb shit that's going to, you know, prevent your slaves from doing stuff that you need them to do. Yeah. And dumb shit that's going to not be done until after you're gone. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, and again, I could maybe buy that happening in one culture, but it's really hard for you to tell me that that then repeated itself as a pattern throughout history. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it is because even people, you know, Chinese, di din uh, I can't say the word. I'm not arguing about slaves. No, 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 no. I'm not saying about slaves. I'm just saying that people will do stupid things. Yeah, with but what not they want. stupid hard things. That's the that's the that's the problem I have. Oh. I have no problem with ancient people being stupid mm -hmm. because we're all stupid. It's evident. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem with them being stupid and hard working. Point. Stupid and lazy I get. Mm -hmm. It's stupid and hard working at such a scale that you can build the pyramids that yeah. I struggle with, right? I still say stupid yet really smart and disciplined and hardworking. Yeah, yeah, and that's that is our legacy. That's the contradictory. <laughs> that's the pyramids. You have to say that they were really intelligent, and mm -hmm. in that they could design ways to move these and make it possible, right? And really hardworking to break these things out with stones. Yeah, and then hoist them up, and you know who knows, like move them with sleds, no wheels. You have to say that they were that smart. And then they were stupid enough to spend all that intellect building a big pile of stone. Mm -hmm. It's just that contradiction. I'll buy that they were stupid. I'll buy that they were smart. I won't buy that they were stupid and really smart and really hardworking. You know what I mean? <laughs> I buy it, though, because I'm like, you know, the person in power is like, I got to have whatever I got, you know. Hey, but it's not going to be done until he's dead. Even then, he doesn't care. Okay. And it's again... Maybe. Maybe I'll buy that once. <laughs> once. Why does that happen multiple times throughout history? Because we don't learn. Because the frogs don't listen. That's yeah, why. This is not... And this, the point that I'm trying, trying to make is this shouldn't be a natural thing that we it gravitate shouldn't. toward. No, no, no. It isn't yeah. a natural thing that we gravitate. We don't do it today. You don't find me and you out lifting heavy boulders today, right? Well, we're not doing lifting heavy boulders, but we are doing the daily grind, right? For someone else. Again, no, we have to. Work. No, it's, that's producing value, though. It's not. building Lifting heavy boulders was not producing value for these people. <laughs> no. <laughs> for one person. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's funny that they're like, because 
people will evidently make a river of alcohol for the emperor, right? Because yeah, that's what that's he wants. Take alcohol, you pour in the river. <laughs> no, just emptying out a river, draining it, and then pouring the alcohol in. Sure. <laughs> Still way easier (laughs) (laughs) what if the pyramids were like the most simplest thing for them again let's say alien technology right yes that's where you're going with it yes alien let's say they do the whole alien technology because I've seen that they also talk about uh, hieroglyphics you know depicting you know not normal people yeah right like the one where he has the thing around his head we got this shit in Utah yeah we've got pictures of aliens on cave walls in Utah there are yeah the, you can say they're not aliens but they're they're fucking aliens that's a frost giant yeah <laughs> the super Mormon yeah <laughs> but I, I get what you're saying that you know they had help that they did this for fun yeah. or maybe they did it because the aliens are like hey this is gonna be our new beacon yeah. You know, this is how we can find we're it's like them branding us. Right? Maybe. It's just like, oh yeah, we just Well, pull. here's my theory is that supposedly this castle guy mm-hmm. did this by himself without all of our modern technology. So my theory is that the technology to do that is actually not that hard to figure out. And the only reason that we haven't figured it out again since is because our, our, our idea space has been poisoned with false beliefs, mm-hmm. false understandings of science. I believe that the well of science has been intentionally poisoned so that we are believing we're in a, what's called a false valley from a learning perspective. We are, we are stuck believing that this is true and we actually have to unlearn that to get to the real truth, right? Whereas if it weren't for that false valley that we were in, mm-hmm. the, you know, discovering anti-gravity may be actually relatively easy. Like compared to consciousness, like AI requires you to have a certain number of neurons, mm-hmm. right? Which requires you to have a certain amount of micro-manufacturing capability, which certain, requires you to have a certain amount of advancement. Like to build AI, there was like umpteenth layers of technological advancement required to go from Stone Age to AI. What I'm proposing is to go from Stone Age to anti-gravity may just be one or two layers. Mm. But if you miss it, if you divert away from that and you go down a learning path that is incorrect, then you never get there. Even though it's not that hard to get there, if you know what you're looking for, it's just that if you never ever look there, you never go there, you know? And as opposed to AI, which even if you know AI is possible, it's still, you know, it's still like a 50 year process, you know, and billions of people required to get there. Yeah. You know I mean? it, it, again, it kind of reminds me of um, this one anime I was watching, Gate, where a, a gate opens up in Japan, right? And it only opens up every thousand years. So every thousand years it goes to different dimensions okay and lets in different races and stuff for a thousand years and then closes so it comes to our area we're technologically advanced the area that the gate opens up to is in like medieval you know swords and dragons kind of thing but they have magic and they come you know we start exchanging ideas and they're like your mathematics are interesting we can use that in our magic you know kind of like explaining how magic works right so they kind of boost their magic using our knowledge. Yeah. But yeah, 
they do start a war with us and we trounce them because we have tanks. <laughs> you know, they come in with like swords and wyverns and other things and we're just like, anti-aircraft gun, here we go. <laughs> Yeah. But our knowledge of math and science boosts theirs. That's an interesting thought I've had. Mm-hmm. If you were to discover anti-gravity first, magic, we'll call it, yeah. first, before the science that explains it, what would that do, right? You would never really, it's like, you would never really fully understand the powers that you're wielding. You know what I mean? You just have all this power now and you don't fully understand it or you can't fully control it even. Yeah. Right? Which is dangerous. So what's interesting is there one, maybe one advantage of this being withheld from us and that is that we've been forced to learn how to be very efficient and we've been forced to design automation and stuff like that, right? Because we can't, we can't get by on anti-gravity to mm-hmm. do our job for us, right? We And by that, I mean, you know, if you have anti-gravity, you can just sit in an air-conditioned spaceship and, you know, water crops. Like, everything gets easier, you know, yeah. with anti-gravity. That you so, would have the ability. So, again, like you said, let's just call it magic because it's mm-hmm. not known to us. Right. But it is a science, a mm-hmm. type of science that we're not privy to. We have lost that ability. Yes. And that we're now in, and that we've been taught all our lives this technological thing that it's our tradition to ignore. That's fantasy. Right. Fantasy, fantasy, fantasy. Right. This is all technology. This is what you know. This yes. is what you learn. And if you don't learn this, you're not going to survive. Right. But after, you get shamed, right? Yeah. And mocked, right? And ridiculed. Again, let's say evolution throws a really big curveball at us out of nowhere. Certain humans are being born able to understand the lost, you know, like the stuff that we th- call magic. Mm-hmm. So they're able to do, they're like, oh yeah, I know hyper, you know, p- uh, propulsion. We know mm-hmm. uh, anti-gravity. We know uh, certain things and we do it just with a flick of our wrist. So it's like, oh, I want the water bottle, you know, it comes yeah. over and lands in your hand or teleports either right. way. And they're like, you don't know this? Yeah. You know, so they call themselves the new human. Mm. neo-human so we know how to do this we know how to like you know we know exactly what the Egyptians did we know exactly what that guy did it's easy we don't know why you get it you don't get it so they look down we're refusing to look at it again we're refusing to see it yeah and people get afraid of that so like in X-Men right mutants oh no you know Mm -hmm. uh, thing on different cultures right right but they start becoming more and more proliferant, becoming more and more, and they just kind of phase out the old tradition to where we only know the new. So if you're not able to do what we call magic, then mm. they label you an idiot. Again, they shame you mm. because you're not catching up to them. But again, knowing if you're able to do like a hybrid so i use technology and i also use yeah that's the, the most powerful yeah you so that's kind of like the steampunk aesthetic i would say because steampunk combines alchemy and technology you know again like the orcs you can slam two things together and believe it works yeah but in steampunk you have to write out you know the mathematical formula. Yeah, I don't think steam, but it's not like the orcs. They they have to they have to understand the science behind what they're building. It just it also ties into the science that we don't 
allow ourselves to believe exists. Yeah. Right. Again, we can call that the occult. We can call that whatever. Right. But if that is the way they get to point A to point B, right, if they can show results, that's what we're taught to believe. Right. You want to see results. Yeah. But the important thing is that I think that the results are not always seen. Okay, so that when they say, I actually have gotten this, but I can't show you. I either can't show you. The government has put a like a silent order on that patent, right? Or whatever, <laughs> like a, a security order on that patent. Yeah. So it never goes out. Or the paper never goes out or gets retracted, right? Or the paper's published and it's even peer-reviewed, but it seems impossible. So no one ever actually does anything with it. You know what I mean? Okay, here's, here's a scenario for you. You invent a gasless, you know, uh, let's say um, some miracle device that makes gas that you can get like over a thousand miles for like one drop of gas, right? You go to patent that. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, you have two guys on your door saying, yep. hey, we need you to not do this, you know, bury it, rip up the device, you know, mm -hmm. just knock Here's it out. a million dollars. Well, not even a million dollars. They'll just say, hey. Here's an amount. They just show you an amount, and you're like, "Well, this is only not even half of what I, you know, would need." Let's say it's a hundred thousand, and they're like, "Okay, you get that amount in your bank account on the first of the month, and then every day afterwards for the rest of your life." Yeah. Would you do it? So, you know, rip up your device. Well, you have to consider something else, though. Usually there's a carrot and there's a stick. Yeah. They're showing you the carrot. But you're not seeing the stick. You're not seeing the stick. So the stick, I would say, is you're not able to fully, rev you know, move humanity forward, I guess. Right? Well, the stick is if you don't pull your story. Right. I see what, yeah. <laughs> and they may not bring that out up front because obviously they want to reduce their legal exposure as much as possible. Right? Mm -hmm. So they may show you the carrot first, or they may just show you the stick first. Probably depends, right? On, you know. Yeah. Which is cheaper? I don't. <laughs> which one? Which one do they spend the money? <laughs> um, but uh, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think um, so. If if I was offered that, I think I would take it. Honestly, just because I'd be afraid that. There may be a stick mm -hmm. behind the scenes in addition to the carrot that I'm being tossed. Yeah. Right? Well, let's say you don't take the offer at first. And next thing you know, you got, you know, <laughs> you're, you wake up in the morning and then you notice that your garage or whatever, you know, open. And you're like, huh. You yeah. go look in there and your car's gone. Yeah. And next, you know, you're like, well, I better go report this. And then you dial the phone number and nothing, it doesn't go through. Yeah. And then you're like, okay. And then, you know, your mail stops coming. Because that's what happens. Yeah. They just, this is yeah. subtle, you know. And next thing you know, you got a death certificate. <laughs> you're like, yeah. I didn't die. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, um, they've, uh, yeah, if that, I, I've thought about it that, though, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, what if, like, if I discovered some technology and uh, someone came to my door, what would you do? Would you... Would you pull it? Would you retract it? Um, 
again, I think you kind of. Here's the thing: is if if you've invented something and someone knows about it before you've even patented it, or you know, or whatever, then I guess either way, even if you have already patented it, if someone's coming to your door in that type of a capacity, you have to suddenly be very concerned, right? Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I think at that point, if they offer you money, if you can somehow certify that. <laughs> You're going to get that money. You're going to get that money. I don't know. Maybe you... Yeah. <laughs> Can you sign this paper? Just be like, look, I'll hold on to this. <laughs> if the check magically appears in my bank account, yeah, then I will continue to hold on to this. <laughs> I'll destroy half of my research now. Yeah, half now. Half and later. Half later. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if that's how that works, you know? But honestly, think about that. I mean, who's who wouldn't take that deal? To have a hundred thousand, well, it probably need to be a million. You want a million for the first for the first of the month oh, every month. Yeah, either either a million up front or a hundred thousand for the next. Yeah, well, I prefer a million up front, but I know, would take the hundred thousand. A dollar today is worth more than a dollar tomorrow. But for me, I would say okay, if I'm getting the thousand at the first of the month, and then following day I get another hundred thousand yeah. for the rest of that month, I'll do that, and that's for the rest of my life. And if I can transfer that over, you know. Yeah, I'd rather take a million. You'd rather just have the million? Yeah. Million dollars for your um, new invention of a Cheez-It glued. Because a million dollars today is two million in ten years. Yeah. Versus, you know, a hundred thousand a year. I mean, you're saying a hundred thousand a month, which is way more than a million. But still, you know what I mean? Like, assuming that it was the same amount, but it was split up over ten years versus... Or even the rest of your life. I just say the rest of your life, yeah. Versus like, you know, a fraction of it, but up front. Um, I'd rather take the up front. The up front, okay. Up front, because you never know what's going to happen in the future. A, B, a dollar today is worth more than a dollar tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. And C, it's a lot of money. Because I I like to think of it like survivor benefits. Because, you know, like the person who passes away, let's say you're getting retirement funds Military reason. So that if you can put a million dollars, you can put it into a fund, right? Yeah, but I'm just saying your family is covered also. Yeah, a million dollars would cover them too. I'm just thinking every month, though, right? Well, <laughs> yeah, I get I get what you're saying. You're like get money now. What I'm saying though is that if I if you give me a million now, mm-hmm. I can probably double it before you would get your two million, and then. You know, at a certain uh, at a certain point, you start getting that monthly anyway. <laughs> we're just going through this hypothetical that we're getting yeah. money. So pay us. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. How tempting would that be? You know, if if you release a new piece of technology, right, and someone comes, hey, that's awesome technology. Here's a million dollars. Take it off the record, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what are you gonna do? Fucking. You, know? you, you take it. Well. <laughs> so what's your technology is you glue the you glue to cheese it to a cup mm-hmm. and somehow you come up with anti gravity? Yeah. You're like I panted it. That's mine. It's mine. You, if you <laughs> glue a cheese it to a cup. Just the right angle too. Yeah, it has to be a thirty five and a half degree angle. Yeah. <laughs> and I can I can I've done it multiple times <laughs> and I'll do it again. <laughs> Yeah. 
So you're doing like home videos doing on like internet. Just goes public. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing YouTube videos. Now check this out. Thirteen degrees, glued, and it flows just like <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> pulled up by one car. Yeah. <laughs> it goes up. Jeez, it falls. <laughs> Still <knew> floating. It. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's my that's my <laughs> All right, man. Yes. <laughs> I think that's I got all I got energy for. Right. I mean, we could probably go for a couple more hours on this stuff, but I I've, I gotta. Yeah, that's fine. I gotta breathe. <sighs> so remember, if they come to your door, take the deal. Yeah. What if the FBI agent has a big check? Yeah. Well, if it's a big check, then I'll take whatever they got. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's a like big $10. check. <laughs> Congratulations. Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. It's got your name on it. <laughs> yeah. It's like that Sonic movie. You know, they bring him like an Olive Garden gift card or yeah. something like that. You know? Here you get one gift card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how the government Chili's. bribes us. <laughs> yeah. Applebee's. Our <laughs> spending's way out of... Out of <laughs> All right. Yeah, that sounds good. Applebee's, 50% off. <laughs> <laughs> 50% off, one eatery, <laughs> yeah. no drink. No drink. <laughs> drink not included. <laughs> Man, the military budget's out of... You guys suck. <laughs> Seriously, though, give us a tech or we'll fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you up. <laughs> Be ashamed if something happened to your doorbell. Yeah. Go ahead. I can get another one. Um, all right, ma'am. Yeah. Peace out, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>